today is Friday, August the 19th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Score Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. And also, Bob Smith. Hi, everybody. It's nice to have you both. Uh, this is uh, becoming a weekly thing, you know? This is, this is nice to have uh, all three of us together here to talk about our thoughts after another week in the markets. I know, it's almost strange, Dolores. You haven't had a holiday now in, what, two weeks? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But I, I hear a rumor somebody else is going on holidays, so... Every day is a holiday when you love your job. So, Jeffrey, we had a big USDA report here about a week ago. Actually, exactly a week ago, last Friday. So, how did the uh, how did the markets chew all that information up and, and settle this week? Well, if you remember last Friday, we talked about what was happening in the short term, how the markets kind of went negative and bounced back there some because they had decreased corn yield, increased soybean yield, didn't really play much with wheat, didn't play much with the Ukraine. Uh, so you would have thought over the weekend they would have kept playing with some of those numbers and deciphering them down and getting into the heart of it. But lo and behold, Monday morning, the big C word came up. What's the big C word? Corn. No, China. No, help me out, Bob. China. China. This time it's China. <laughs> so the, the big China come up on Monday. They were they released a slew of poor economic data. So they were increasing interest rates, trying to stimulate their economy. Now, if you think the rest of our this Western world that we live in, everybody's increasing interest, in, increasing interest rates because they were trying to slow down our economy, slow down inflation. In China, they decrease interest rates because they want to stimulate their economy. So it's, it was pretty weird how this happened. With their weak economic data, there's lots of fears how this reflects on the rest of the world because China is such a major exporter of widgets and gadgets and gadgets and stuff to the rest of the world. So if their economy's going slow. And they're a big buyer of, uh, of Western world grains, right? They, they need the Is agricultural gonna... product. So there was, it was really interesting. So it made Monday, Tuesday to major risk off day. Stock markets were down. Our agricultural, agricultural markets were down big time. Soybeans were down big time because China's major importer of soybeans. But the interesting part of that was that Soybeans were down more on the U.S. exchange than they were on the Chinese Dalian ex exchange. So the theory of that is that if soybeans aren't going down in price in China, they still have a strong demand. Wait a minute, Jeff. Do you, are you saying that China is maybe feeding us false information to like change something in our markets? Or? Actually, yeah. And this, lots of times that happens. But I think in this case, it's just a case of... U.S. markets, Western markets overreacting to what came out of oh, China. Oh, well, that never usually happens, you know? so that's very interesting. Well, the markets <laughs> always overreact, it seems like. But this case, it was they're traded on fears of what might happen out of China where the Chinese weren't even really trading on those fears. And, you know, yesterday there were two or a couple export sales announced for corn and soybeans to China. Well, that was a, actually their export announcements for the week made uh, supported corn and soybeans yesterday which yesterday they started negative went positive so how did we end the week then for the week corn was down about five dollars for this year 
Soybeans down 13. Spring wheat down 16. And winter wheat just over 20. So it was a negative week because we started off the week really negative. Yep. Bounced back a little bit, but there was certain marks like their wheat was down for the week. Did $20. I hear like spring wheat is down? It's trying to to beat its old lows. Like that's how low the spring... lows on the exchange for the for the year for on the Minneapolis exchange and winter wheat. Like both those prices now are spring wheat's uh, fifteen twenty dollars. Winter wheat's about thirty dollars lower now than before the invasion of Ukraine. Really? So before, remember, wheat prices skyrocketed because that was a problem with exporting, right? Ukraine is a huge exporter of wheat and so is Russia. So even before Russia invaded Ukraine, the prices are even lower than that. Yep, so they're lower than that now. What does that mean, Jeffrey? That means the, what does that mean? The market is probably overreacting to the potential glut of wheat to come from the Ukraine. So let's get, we'll just talk about the Ukraine a little bit, or we're talking about it. So this week they said they exported, or so far they've exported about 650,000 tons of grains out under the new trade agreement. So these were the different size boats, you know, from the little barges to the big boats. But if we remember, they want, they were targeting to export about 5 million tons a month. So they've exported 650,000 over the first two weeks. That's well behind. you got to pick up the pace. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to get to 5 million tons. But is is this grain even usable? Like, has it been sitting on the boat well, for, like, the last year? There was definitely talk. You know, we talked about this last week. There was talk the first couple of boats that came out were brutal, you know, supposedly mold, whatever. But uh, who knows? It's getting exported now. And we'll probably hear horror stories about some boats, and we won't hear about the good ones. We'll hear about some poor ones. Sure. And there's, they're from little barges, like 3,500 tons up to 50,000 It's a lot of barges that need to go out then you if know, you're going to get uh, 5 million uh, like tons the, out a month. The difference. And so as the market overreacted to the potential of the Ukraine exporting all this last year's crop, they have this year's crop now to export also, mm-hmm. or it's being harvested. Who's to know? Did we have any information on what their yields were like for their crops this year, Jeff? I've read very various things, you know, and it's still reading things about are they going to get it harvested? You know, so how many acres? I'm sure we'll see something. In the, remember we saw in the news, Bob, uh, the Russians were burning some of the fields? Yes. Like that. Oh, that was a big thing for one week, you know, what they burned. 500 acres, 1,000 acres, whatever they burned, or 50 acres. Makes the news, but it's just a drop in the bucket. Sure. So we've heard rumors, lots of rumblings now that the, there's a big crop in Russia. Uh, I think, Bob, you said you heard about the quality of that crop? or It seems to be uh, what they, they're they saying, and, and you really don't know who you can believe these days, but uh, they're saying the quality is it's, it's going to be a bumper crop, but the quality is not there. It's, it's mostly a feed grade well, you know what? That's kind of where we're at here in Ontario too, right? Well, there's definitely crop. there's definitely some concerns with quality this year. There's always concerns about quality. And again, it's just like saying the fields burnt. What we hear about, do we just hear about the little bit that makes the news? You know, who 
Who's to, like we said last week, Russia's the new China. Don't believe anything coming out of Russia until after the fact. They'll get their weed out there. They got enough people that countries that will buy it. If they have a big crop, is that weighing on the market? Is it weighing on that the U.S. is having a real strong spring wheat yield? You know, this year, is it weighing on the U.S. that they're getting rain in the southern plains that will help the crop for next year? So the U.S. is having a strong spring wheat yield, but last week the USDA still reported that we were going to have, what, the lowest ending stocks for wheat in 15 years? Well, world wheat stocks. They're always at, they're they're decreasing world wheat stocks and how they're playing with numbers in Ukraine and Russia. It's, the market does not seem to be responding to fundamentals of tight stocks and that same thing in corn and soybeans the supply demand fundamentals probably say prices should go higher but prices went down this week so we already talked about you know where wheat prices were back in uh, before the invasion corn prices are actually up about twenty dollars since the invasion soybean prices are down ten dollars <coughs> ukraine does new soybeans so why are soybean prices then well the ukraine does sunflower oil biodiesel but is this more the China thing? Why soybean prices? Are well, down? what about oil prices, Jeff? What have they done recently? Is that the cause for soybeans well, to go down? Big time. Oil prices. So oil prices this week, they were another one. They got back below the pre-Ukraine invasion prices. They hit a low this week of just over eighty-six dollars. They closed the week out at uh, just over ninety dollars, and you know, so they're back to where prices were at the end of January. And so the invasion was February 22nd, I think, February 22nd. It's like, it's amazing, really, that all these prices are back to pre-Ukraine invasion. And the invasion is not over. And it's far from over. It the is. fighting is. Unfortunately. Every night on the TV, you know, I don't know where that, to me, that's the biggest theme here is that. Prices have pulled back that far. Our costs haven't pulled back like that, but the prices have pulled back to that. And what do farmers do going forward? So what do you think, Jeff? We are going into harvest. And I know the last two years have been a little bit extraordinary with COVID and everything. And prices haven't really followed, let's say, the historical norm. But usually coming into harvest, prices go down, right? Prices go down. Well, we're seeing that in spring. We're seeing that in the wheats. Uh, but so again, can those we can expect things. that going forward with soybeans and corn? Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you got a three-headed coin there to, to flip, Bob? And yes, we'll I do. Right here. That one, you know? <laughs> and that's truly the answer because there there is no correct answer till after the fact. It, uh, so what should farmers do right now if they're sitting here, especially with weed, it's so hard to know what you're going to get until you kind of combine. A lot of guys don't like to, to book anything until they know what they got kind of thing. So should they be holding on to stuff? Should they be maybe putting some target orders in? Should they be selling now? Like what's Remember, this is still historically a good price. And if your your winter wheat came off at three tons to the acre and you haven't sold anything, you're still going to gross well over $1,000 an acre. So pretty hard to turn your back on that. You know, spring wheat, if it comes off at two tons the acre, you're a little over that. You're, you know, you're up at $800. 
an acre if you haven't sold it. And then most of our farmers do have something sold. And we have farmers, you uh, know, both used to talk to people too that are some that are storing their extra, some that are just cashing it out, you know, some that are don't know what they're going to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's why I said the three head, three headed coin. And for to project out for corn and soybeans, well, let's let's get a little farther into the year with the let's get through August and September's maybe see once they start harvesting a little more soybeans in the states like they started corn in the deep deep south which hardly it's a like a drop in the bucket their their production is kind of like Ontario's production it's a drop in the bucket for compared to the rest of the U.S. so I know it's it's a guess right now but I always like people to hedge your bets get something forward contracted take some risk off the table the prices still are historically pretty strong take some risk off the table that for would sure. be my recommendation for people that don't have anything contracted and, again, with wheat. So why don't we talk about every farmer's favorite topic, weather. What, what's, is the weather affecting the markets this week or well, what's going on? Don't we say weather always affects the markets? It does for sure. Weather always does. So Europe is generally dry. You know, they're definitely got some lower yields in France in their winter wheat, the, into Germany and some of the different countries. But their production is expected to be lower this year. Generally, in Europe, their production is expected to be lower. The U.S., uh, we already talked about rains coming into the wheat-growing regions, the southern plains. Their main growing areas, the Corn Belt for corn and soybeans, has generally got some good rains over the last week mm-hmm. and going forward temperatures have been cooler uh, it's more favorable for crop growth less stress on the crops you know for some of the corn crop might be coming a little bit late but soybeans it should be a real boom for so is that that should be negative prices if crops are growing better so I, I'm just going to come back to the soybeans. I, someone told me that here in eastern Ontario, anyways, the soybeans were all flowering and then had, and then started potting. And then we got a big rain here a couple weeks ago, and now they saw new flowers on the plant. Do you think this is going to cause a problem, like going into harvest, with having some that are mature and some that aren't quite ready? No, because those soybean, those early ones will just keep filling, filling, filling. And uh, the soybean plant, we need like some real agronomist on here, but how it it grows to physical maturity, like it just keeps going, going, and we'll we'll put out those new flowers. Remember, people used to call them the Florida, the pots. Florida beans, Florida beans, <laughs> the ones at the top. And that's actually walking in a soybean field last weekend. I was disappointed that I didn't see more flowers on it, and I, I'll have to go again this weekend to take a peek at it, and hopefully I'm happier that they see more flowers and those flowers now they still they stand a chance of making pods and that's that's where you get your better yields from in soybean so bring them on the wait the late rains and then some nice heat bring them on let's maybe we'll get paul sullivan back on here to get into more detail with some going into harvest here and we definitely need paul back on here (laughs) oh we miss you paul So the elevator, let's see, local or locally, the wheat harvest is pretty much, winter wheat's pretty much done. 
I would say so. Still a couple of loads kind of trickling Still in here and there for it's sure. It's nearing completion for but, sure. But uh, spring wheat is full steam ahead. And as I mentioned earlier, their, their protein is kind of a little bit of a, not a little bit, it is a concern this year. We Lots of people not reaching it, but I've seen some loads over 13% too. Yeah, that's right. So it seems to be all over the map. I think we talked about that last week too. Wheat, uh, consistently I think yields have been very good, but the, the quality, the protein, the moisture, the test weight has kind of been a little bit all over the board here. Fusarium levels. So I have to say fusarium has definitely... Uh, not as prevalent in the spring wheat I've seen so far as it was in the in the winter wheat. So that is a positive, positive thing for sure. All good then. So the elevator open this weekend? It's open uh, Saturday, 9 to 5, and maybe open Sunday depending on the weather. It's Working raining. 9 to 5, what a way to make a living. <laughs> 9 to 5, Saturday and Sunday, unless it rains. So it, yeah, just call ahead if you need uh, any service outside of those hours. And uh, just ask for Bob or Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to be, Jeffrey? I won't be working nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to our podcast. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, if you are harvesting, stay safe. And um, yeah, we look forward to talking to you guys throughout the week and next week on the podcast. Talk to everybody soon. Be good. Have a great weekend. <laughs>